lights, camera, you know the rest. At the turn of the 19th century, the world saw the most volatile time in history. The people of the 1800s saw civil wars end, social revolutions rise, empires fall, the abolishment of slavery, and all the while, industrial revolution continued and led to widespread urbanization. Increased productivity and prosperity helped create space for creativity and invention. The story of film goes back to these interesting times where money and patents were easily made. Times where a governor can make a bet on a horse and inadvertently change the medium of storytelling forever and create the modern entertainment industry. On this week's episode of the Do It or Else podcast, we add our own page to the book of cinema when we attempt to produce our very own short film. I challenge you to make a 60-second film. Do you buy your thumb in a suit? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thumb in a suit? Fine, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, do you wanna, wanna, wanna go ride? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, do you wanna, wanna, wanna go ride? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, do you wanna, wanna, wanna go ride? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over. Welcome to the Do It or Else podcast. This is the premier weekly challenge podcast where we push ourselves out of our comfort zones through various challenges, report on the struggle to you, the listener. I'm your host, Dustin, and join with me as always is the one, the only... It's me, Ryan. That's Ryan. <laughs> hey. <laughs> He's way down there in Hotlanta. I'm Ooh. up here in Athens, Georgia. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. What was the so, challenge this week? Should we set up the challenge just right off the top? I think I I think that's a good call. Uh, yeah. This challenge, this week's challenge, was to produce, shoot, edit, and release a sixty-second film. Just make a little movie, show it to your friend, and have a good time. Always, we want you to have a good time. We want you to be creative. We want you to share these things with us. So, if you made a sixty-second film, let us know about it. Absolutely. Dustin, should we address um, our, our quieter tone this, this episode? Maybe. Yeah, we're going to be a little subdued. This is the smooth storm, the quiet storm here on WKGE 101.5, oh, the yeah. smooth challenge radio. <laughs> it's do it or else after dark. Doing it after dark. That's what they say here in, in the biz. I've got Nothing. a little... I've got a little brewski on my end. What do you got over there? I've got a uh, I've got a rosé. Um, it's a subdued episode. We're we're recording uh, at twelve oh seven in the morning. Um, <laughs> we're, we're we're doing a little test here to see what happens when our brains are a little tired and uh, our tongues are a little loose. You know. Yeah. So let us know if the the vibe is good or terrible. Uh, don't give us like zero stars or anything. Just be like, guys, that vibe was terrible. I'm like Speaking obsessed of, with my own voice. I think it sounds pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, and, and what was also good was the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, you got around to seeing it. I saw. Yes. Yes. You you really schooled me last week when you said that there weren't any good movies coming out lately. And I had to eat those words because I absolutely loved it. No spoilers. Um, go see the movie. I think... Quentin Tarantino, yes, yes, he's a little provocateur, and there are a lot of feet in this movie. But there, there, there are a lot of feet, but there are some of the uh, 
I, this I'm I'm ranking this for Tarantino number two after Pulp Fiction. I think this is his second best movie. I'd put it up there. I'd really put it up. Yeah, there. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I, I I enjoyed uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio's like chemistry. I thought they were awesome. Yeah, they were terrific together. I believed them in those roles. I do want to say one thing, and I don't think it's a real spoiler because I think it's in the trailer. Uh, Bruce Lee, like like the character of Bruce Lee, makes a cameo in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where Brad Pitt's character like beats him up, and it's been accused by some people as like picking on Bruce Lee. And I thought that at first, but I just realized something about it, and I wonder if you have realized this too. That Bruce Lee scene is all in uh, Brad Pitt's like imagination memory. Like that's not really what happened. You don't think so? No, because the dent in the car is huge and you can't throw somebody into a steel car and make that kind of dent right brad pitt can that's that's yeah right exactly and but he's he's sitting on he's this happens when he's on top of the roof like fixing that antenna and he like wistfully looks off and he's remembering this thing on the set of the green hornet that happened and then after the scene it cuts back to him still on the roof and i'm realizing that it's uh while the whole movie is fantasy, this is that character's fantasy within the movie. Like it, I think he maybe did fight Bruce Lee in the fiction, but not like that. That's not really what happened. You hmm. you dig? I I like that theory. I yeah. do. That's my I new, also that's like my new the more like the realistic theory where he's on the roof and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go back to the studio. I'm gonna get a job." And he just hangs out at the studio, and then he gets a job. Immediately loses the job, and he's like, I "Guess I'm going back to no, work that, on the the antenna." Right, but you're you're thinking of it wrong because that show, The Green Hornet, was a real show that would have been filmed. Because there, this scene is happening where he's on the roof is in the later '60s, and that show, The Green Hornet, would have been filmed in the early '60s. Okay, so this is how he is no longer in stunt work. Because he beat up Bruce Lee, yeah. Because he beat up Bruce Lee, rising action star of yeah. the '60s and '70s. Yeah, there's okay. this. This movie just has a lot of layers. Let's just say that I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, it was a great trip to the movies. A little long, but really terrific. I I absolutely loved it. The whole experience. Um, the the dynamic when Leonardo DiCaprio would have these smaller scenes with other big name actors like that little girl and then Kurt Russell and um, just just when he's not with Brad Pitt and he's the struggling actor trying to make it again. Yeah, they um, do their both. They both Brad and oh, yeah. uh, and um, Leonardo do their best acting uh, separate from one another. Like they're fun mm-hmm. together, but like separate, they actually do like really, really well. It's impressive. Yeah. And yeah. everybody else around him were doing great jobs. Margot Robbie, she played the wonderful Sharon Tate, lovable Sharon Tate. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, no spoilers. Go see the movie. It yeah, was go fantastic. See it. Dude, this challenge this week, making the 60-second movie, brought back a lot of memories. I don't know how much you remember. I imagine a lot because you kind of drove the train on this of when we were um, in probably high school, early high school, let's say like up in your your parents house in your bedroom and we made our own movies 
Are you talking about the our science project or like well, our there's first two. music video? So we made a music video that is it was based what was the the music video? A little video? problematic. A little oh, problematic. Absolutely. The premise of the music video, um, it was based on that other song. Uh, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. So from my personal point of view, get an ugly girl to marry you. Like I had heard that song for the first time or something. It stuck. So we wrote a song about how you should date ugly girls. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. If, but, and we were, I feel like we were self-conscious. So yeah, we were, I think we were tongue in cheek. We, we were tongue in cheek, but we were also talking a little bit of reality that we were also ugly and we would probably need to embrace lean into the idea of dating an ugly girl. I guess so. But I think we've both done pretty well, my friend. I think we've done pretty well. Yeah. And we I, got beautiful, I think it's beautiful wives and girlfriends, all of them, all six. So of them. supporting, so smart, way smarter than us. Yeah. Love of our lives and beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And no, then the better video that you and I made, of course, was that science project video where all I remember, it was about gas, right? We discussed the laws of gas and pressure and what is gas? Oh, it's not that gas. And it cuts to me in the bathroom. And then, no, sorry, not that gas. And you're holding up a gas tank, shaking your finger like the Kimpe Mutombo. It's like, <laughs> no, no, no. Gas. I just, it just reminds me, like, we were totally those kids in school when it was like, this project can be anything you want. It could even be a video. We were like, it could be a video? Video. Oh, done. I want to make a video. <laughs> like, all I ever wanted to do as a kid was make a video or a record or like just do something like mm -hmm. that wasn't right. You know, I think a lot of people maybe are intimidated, intimidated. What did I In say? Intermated. That's right. Intermated. A lot of people are intermated <laughs> by making a movie. But you and I, uh, this is like this challenge was felt right at home for me. Did it feel right at home for you? Mm -hmm. It felt really fun to get um, to get into an editing program and to just like go through the process of looking at your footage, selecting the best parts that you think are the best parts and putting them together. Um, There's just yeah. I don't know, something very therapeutic in that. You know, I just love it. Do you remember how hard it used to be when we were kids making those oh videos? Gosh. We would have to make the edit and then walk away for a half hour for it to render. <laughs> a half hour is being generous. I think sometimes it was hours, hours and hours. Oh, let's let's not even forget that you had we were filming on micro DV tapes. So right, we had to film the were, tape and then record that digitally into the computer somehow. Yep, you knew you how to, to do that. I didn't know how to. You do have that. to plug in plug in the camera to the f computer and actually play. You had to play in real time all the footage you wanted. To the computer so now you can just like upload a file and it would take like two minutes but if you have 30 minutes of footage you're sitting there for 30 minutes making sure the computer doesn't crash making sure that your your cable doesn't pop out or whatever it was a nightmare back then it was but a nightmare but it was made fun it, work. it was it was a lot of fun don't get us wrong folks don't get us wrong we <laughs> loved it um, and then you made even better movies with like addison and andrew and, yeah, we had the whole Sloan. gang, Sloan, Will, um, Andrew did this awesome, Andrew Murphy, Captain Murphy, Ura. he 
did a, he was in AP history. I don't know about those AP classes. I never touched those things. Um, but he made a, a movie called True Valor. And he did a whole bunch of shooting multiple days, multiple locations. We turned our basement into like a uh, little studio to shoot the, the airplane scene. And we had like red lights and a green light bulb so that we could flick it oh, from yeah, red light yeah, to green light awesome. when it's time to jump, you know. And we all played many different characters because we all had to die multiple times throughout the movie. <laughs> I remember this movie. It was, yeah. And then um, Mike Richardson. Hey, Mike, I hope you're listening. Hey, buddy. He was like our unofficial pyrotechnics operator. Of course he and was. He had like a whole bunch of mortar shells, and I wasn't there for it, but they told me that uh, he would hold them in his hand, and they would light it, and there's like a two-stage uh, ignition for a mortar. There's like the charge that boom shoots it up into the sky, and then a secondary explosion. So he would hold it in his freaking hand, and like it would pop. And then you would chuck it, and then it would boom explode over our really? heads. Not my heads. I wasn't there, but Man. I did edit. I edited this for Andrew and put in like bullet tracer effects flying over Dude, everybody's Mike heads. Dude, Mike Richardson was then, and I believe still is, a really tough guy. That's incredible. Yeah, he pretty he stupid. Was, That's a pretty stupid thing to do, but that is incredibly tough. They caused a fire because they were <laughs> filming in a big grass field. And they had oh to all God. stomp on it and put it out. Can you believe uh, that? That's, yeah, I can totally believe that. How did we ever make it out of high school? Well, we did. Those are our yes. memories of film. Uh, enough of our history. Do you want to tell us a little bit about film history? I want to talk about film history. Strap in, folks. Wait, wait. But first this. Oh, yeah. That was the sound of a beer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> This you hear this, folks. Oh. If if you're if you've if you're trolling the internet, you might like those videos of people eating food or drinking stuff like this. Like, oh yeah, a little, a little. Uh, all right, let's do the history. History time. Ryan, if we want to discuss the history of film, we have to discuss the history of storytelling first. Okay, let's do it. Where do let's we start? Let's just talk about it. Do we start back well, in, in Greece like we always Greece. do? Ancient Greece. Oh. Right. You got it. <laughs> of course we do. Long-standing this, oral traditions and epic This is a show poems. about Greece. This is a show about Greece. <laughs> We're gonna connect the zeitgeist with this show. Just, mm-hmm. just to let you know, you're gonna, you're gonna unlock the secrets of the universe and uh, understand chaos magic by the end of this episode. Whoa. So, use your powers responsibly. Wow. Storytelling, Homer, the Iliad, all these mm-hmm. epic poems start beginning. What? Start a beginning. beginning and end. <laughs> All three parts of a story. Key parts of a story. A beginning, a middle, and an end. Okay. Those are the fundamentals of a story. You tell a story. It comes in oral tradition. Then you get poems. And then you get, you know, the written word stories um, from the Bible. You know, like these epic stories. Theater. Uh, we slowly get into radio 
and TV and film, like all these venues are story mediums. They, they allow people to tell stories. And film is no different. And the story of film started with a horse. What horse? Who? The most important horse in California. Okay. Sil- That's silver. Silver, silver milk toast. High the horse. ho silver. Yep. And his fun loving buddy Tonto. They were riding a horse, and Tonto looks over to uh, the Lone Ranger and says, Lone Ranger, do you think a horse's hooves are off the ground at the exact same time while it's galloping? And the Lone Ranger says, Nah, it couldn't be possible. Couldn't be. Couldn't be. Couldn't, couldn't be possible. Couldn't be possible. I don't. I've never seen the Lone Ranger. <laughs> Hi ho, silver away. That's all we need to know. Uh, Johnny Depp was a horrible Tonto. Was uh, that movie flopped? Was his big horse's time. name Trigger? Yeah, I guess so. Why does he say Silver if his horse is named Trigger? He's chasing that money. Okay. Uh, he's a bounty hunter, and he Gotta wants them that silver dollars. All right, I support it. Okay. What I don't support is me misleading the audience. We don't need to really know about Hi Ho Silver Away. We need to know about this horse. So, this horse started what basically led to the revolution of the film industry. Um, All right, what'd this horse do? This horse just ran, but the governor of California in 1872 made a bet, a $25,000 bet, that a horse's. That, that's a lot of money. That's over 500 grand in today's money. Oh my God, really? That's insane. <laughs> and this governor, using tax dollars time, thought of this bet and made a claim that the horse in full stride takes all four feet off the ground. People didn't believe him, so he's like, you know what? We're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> we're, we're going to find this <laughs> fact out. Out. This is yeah. these are the questions this people This feels like know. a drunk history moment, right? That show Drunk History where they're just like, I'm the governor of California and I wanna find out if the horses hooves touch the ground. Your horse sucks. My horse gets all four feet off the ground. All four feet off. My horse is f- flying. Right. So what they do? They they made a video camera to figure it out? I'm gonna tell you. They they do make a camera. But we got to talk about the original cameras. Leonardo da Vinci, he came up with an idea for a camera. Mm. He came up with a couple ideas for a camera. And one of them, it had a great name. It was called the Magic Lantern. Perfect name. And it would show pictures. And he drew it. He made a concept of it, but never built it. We Um, should still use that name. That should still be the name. Like, camera is not good. Magic Lantern is good. Yeah, let's go to the Magic Lanterns this evening. Let's do a redo, people. Catch a film. <laughs> yeah. And he made this other thing called the Camera Obscura, which which was like, it was like a projector, but it captured light using a lens and just projected light down onto a, a screen. So it didn't capture images. It didn't really do anything other than capture an image outside of the lens and focus it onto a screen. So it magnifies what's on the other side of the lens. Pretty crazy. It was like, it it was magic. It's just a trick. People, yeah, living in 1500. It was science, but people were like losing their minds, you know? Yeah, I'd like to see that. So after all this renaissance going on, film and pictures were invented, you know? Take a picture, push a button, shutter opens, light comes in, light's recorded, yada, 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 you got a picture. Yeah, you got a picture. And then... People start wanting to see moving p- 
pictures, Ryan. Right, this horse. I want to see this horse move. We're not even there yet. In 1832, this guy named Joseph Plateau created a finikidoscope. Finikidoscope. Finikidoscope, which is just two Say it discs. with me, people. Finikidoscope. That was good. And they created, he created this, like, basically it's two pieces of paper, two discs. And on one side, you would have images, a bunch of different images in sequence. And then on the, the disc right in front of it, you'd have little slits in it that you could see through. And then they would start to spin. And you could look through those slits, and you could see the moving pictures. Oh, okay. They like it. It was a novelty. It was yeah, a this trick. is like a children's toy now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the time, this was the height of technology. I like that. Mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. it. That's cool. A couple, couple years later, fancy they make a... Fancy flip book. It is a fancy flip book. And then they make a drum flip book. So instead of two pieces of paper, it's a drum. It's It looks like a... Imagine like a, a tire on its side spinning with slits cut into the tire. So it spins, and maybe you've seen this in elementary school oh. or like a kid's toy or something, yeah. and it shows a, a bird flapping its wings over and over and over again, the right. same sequence over and over again. It's amazing. Okay? Okay. Fast forward. After a whole bunch of different cameras and whatever have been invented and moved on from, they've become obsolete. 1872, we get to Leland Stanford, the governor of California. He gets this guy, Edward Maybridge from San Francisco. This a very is fancy boy. This is he's a guy. nice... He's a nice photographer, very successful, and he starts coming up with some ideas to help him prove this bet, okay? Okay. After many failed experiences, Maybridge, he sets up a huge line of cameras along a racetrack and has the the cameras set up with electromagnets that will be fired as the horse rides by. So the horse is riding by, the cameras go click, 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 all the way down the road, and they're able to capture these images and put them in sequence, and boom, you got a moving picture that captures the horse's feet leaving the ground all at the same time. So the governor was right, all four legs come off at once because he figured out his he figured out how to film in like the Matrix. Exactly like the Matrix, right? Bullet time. Remember back when we used to watch bonus features on DVDs? Yeah. Like that was that used to be one of the best part of a DVD experience and a reason why you would buy a two disc set versus a one disc set. Cause you get to see the behind the scenes and the special effects and the matrix was the coolest in what? 1999. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was when it came out, I think. I think and you're exactly right. Maybe it was 2000. I don't know. But, um, that scene when they did the bullet time for the first time, Where his arms are flipping back and he's flipping like dodging and he's, bullets. he's leaning back at 90 degrees. They had, Tons of cameras all around him in a green screen. Regular cameras, like regular cameras. cameras. Yeah. So instead, instead of doing, taking a picture all of the same sequence or same photo, they're all taking video of the same sequence. So as they move the camera position, they just pick which camera they're going to show it from. The motion continues instead of like remember like Howard Stern's TV show back in the day, and he would he would be frozen in space and they'd like throw a bucket of water in his face or whatever, or let birds out. And it would, it would, the, the image would just shift left and right, left and right. That's a bunch of cameras taking one picture and they're just sharing the picture. And so, so this proved that the horse's feet come off the ground. Yeah. Howard Stern proved that the f- horse's feet came man, off guy, the ground. That guy just, he's the champ. He just gets everything right. Yep. 
and mm-hmm. he had to play something. This guy Maybridge invented a, a projector to show this, oh. and this was essentially the first motion picture. Like this was the first example of film projected like this. We're here. We made it, and, and we're here. Um, all at the same time, you've got like this weird kind of fight between two French brothers and Thomas Edison, and they're trying to Tale create as old as time. films. Tale, Tale as old as time. First he crushed <laughs> Nikola Tesla, uh-huh. and then he's trying to fight these French foreigners. That's... I don't know why. Sacre bleu. Sounds like a real sacre bleu to me. Oh, yeah, it's a total sacre bleu. Yeah. And these Lumiere brothers, Louis and Auguste. They oh, were the like, Lumieres. Yeah. The Lumieres. These are the guys. These are the guys that changed everything. They uh, were in the photographic plate industry, you know, doing the old tin type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they were asked to basically make cheaper films than Edison because Edison was making these films. And they were He was just charging too much. So the market made the correction it needed. And the Lumiere brothers created these series of films. And they st- they revolutionized the industry because they made this machine called the cinematograph. Ooh, another and it was good a, name. All the another names good are name. good in this. Mm-hmm. A recording device and a pro- projection device in the same piece of equipment. Oh. And this is where we get the standard of 35-millimeter film because they used 35-millimeter film. Oh, cool. Thanks, Lumiere's. And, and these cool French guys... They released the first cinematic experience shown to a large audience called The Arrival of a Train. Oh, that's my favorite movie. It has 7.4 stars on IMDb. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you know? out of how many? 10? Yeah, and it's 50 seconds long. It's terrifying. I don't it know if you freaked. guys have ever seen this movie, but you're sitting there and you're just watching a train and everything's fine, and then it comes right at you like it's going to get you. And then that's, it does the craziest thing. It stops. That's and people come out of it. Yeah. They, they they come out of it and they walk around and they get their luggage. Roll credits. Great movie. <laughs> Great movie. They don't make them yeah. like they used to. I know. I know. We're, we're, we're really due for simpler times in cinema. But I guess at the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, what year was that that they made that movie? December 28th, 1895. 1895. So I was wondering if maybe seeing a train seeing a choo-choo train was like a novel experience for people at the time seeing this movie and i'm i'm sure in some places it would be but in other places it would be pretty commonplace maybe i think the the sheer change in perspective of seeing the train get small or start off small and it gets huge as it rolls in and takes up the entire frame imagine being in a dark theater like you see that yeah it's like yeah, it's magic. awesome. It's, it's movie ghosts. magic. It's it's something crazy happening. It's awesome. Then what happens? Ten years of this goes on. Ten years of these short little films, right? Mm-hmm. And these films initially started off just being played on kinetoscopes, which were just these continuous loops of film on these like little kiosks where you could watch. It's one viewer at a time. You know, you put your nickel in, you stand over the viewing window, and you get to watch the same little clip over and over and over again wait so this is something i think i know about is that basically the same as a nickelodeon we're getting there oh, okay the, the nickelodeon was the first permanent theater set up in pittsburgh pennsylvania in 1905 and that's where i'm Nickel- from really yeah i was born in pittsburgh dude 
you are the coolest person I've ever met from Pittsburgh. I just want to say that right now. Really? Do you have a lot of bad experience with uh, people from... Yeah, Bob. Bob from Pittsburgh. Uh, he he made the worst pizza. and Oh, you're talking smack. No, I'm not talking smack. You're talking just, smack about my family's is, restaurant. Yes and me, bro. Okay. Uh, what did Bob do? <laughs> what, he, did, what about his he pizza? He made me a pizza. He made me a pizza without sauce. Just, just, there's no red sauce. It was just really, really sad. Broke your little heart. Broke my little Pittsburgh Broke your little, heart. your little Tennessee heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dolly couldn't fix it. Oh, the Nickelodeon. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Sorry, man. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Parton, uh, her first concert was at the Nickelodeon in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 1905. Oh, cool. She's a national treasure. She's so We special. need to take care of her. Her and... Uh, her and Morgan Freeman, we need to take care of them. I think Morgan Freeman's canceled. I don't think he's canceled. Yeah, dude. dude, I think they canceled him. Because of cancel culture? Yeah, I think he was a prick to a reporter, and they canceled Morgan Freeman. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, but I'm telling you, that's what happened. Mm. Well, 10 years of these movies getting made <laughs> at the Nickelodeon... <laughs> They're able to fill a 30-minute movie block. So they would show a bunch of movies in row, pay money, and you got the invention of the theater. And so are these things projected up onto a big screen, or is it still like mm-hmm. you're looking into an object? Projected on a screen. Okay. The, the permanent theater is the idea of seats and a screen and a piano player and organist sitting there playing the soundtrack for okay. the silent movies that are being shown. Cool. So, you know, they start making more movies. By 1910, actors are getting credits. There's a whole industry going on. And like I said, all these movies were silent. And in 1927, Warner Brothers released the first sound-synced movie. It's called The Jazz Singer. It was 100... (laughs) 127. It was an hour and 27 minutes long. (laughs) Oh, is that how you think hours work? 127 hours. That's another movie, I think. That's a yeah, yeah. James Franco cuts vehicle. his arm off. Yeah. So the jazz singer doesn't cut his arm off, but he does dress up in blackface. So this movie Ooh. is a little uh, problematic. It's a, it's a little it's, canceled. It's 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 back in time. It's a moment frozen in time. Is also a groundbreaking uh, moment for cinema because they're using these silent movie text boxes kind of similar to the silent movie and then now they're singing you know kind of like when wizard of oz went from black and white to to color you know it was like wow there's music that's insane people are talking oh my gosh and you know but whatever this movie has blackface it's a story of a uh a, a young jew who goes to these like jazz clubs and he wants to sing and his parents are like no you're not going to be a singer quit that stuff he grows up he's like 20 now and he's finally decided he's going to go out and be a musician he's going to sing he's got a great voice it's kind of like his journey and all the bad jobs he's got to do in order to get his you know get his star to rise but it's you know if the movie makes you uncomfortable good movies are supposed to make you feel things you know you don't always like what you feel um, so deal with it. And it's an hour and a half long. So it's like a real movie mm-hmm. with, with a story and very campy overacted scenes, but, um, it's history. So okay. give it, give it a look. And then not long after that, dude, 1929, we got the Academy Awards and 
boom. Here we are. Here we are. Movies. Oh, good job, man. Well, speaking of Academy Awards, uh, I feel like our films are deserving of Academy Awards. Do you want to move on to those? Yes, I would rather have an Emmy than an Audi. Oh, that's a callback to my cartoon. Our three-panel comic. Check it out. Draw a three-panel comic. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Well, it's that time. It's time to discuss our little 60-second films. Dustin, how about you go first for us? Okay. Um, My film started off a kind of like a a struggling artist trying to find creativity. I created this storyboard idea of me working on a typewriter. Like I got this old fashioned typewriter and I was going to try and figure out a story. And, um, I, I, you know, a, a story of writer's block and then coming out of that writer's block. And then after I did the storyboard, I was thinking to myself, self, let's self. make a, a haunted typewriter movie. Ooh, That so, sounds awesome. In my head, it sounded awesome. Like just a quick little clip of me working on the typewriter, me getting frustrated. Then all of a sudden, the typewriters start moving on their own and they start talking to me on the paper. Um, And then I would get, you know, devilish eyes and get my inspiration from the haunted typewriter and write a cool bestseller. That's a good movie. Um, And I thought of like taking fishing line and tying them to the bottom of the typewriter and like, you know, pulling out each individual string like o n c e space u was that, p was that o n space a uh, space t i m e oh i'm getting it once upon a time yeah oh, what it's a fairy tale fairy tale and it came time for me to make this and i was like i don't have enough time and i don't have the I don't have the know-how to, to pull this off. And yeah, there's a lot of that in this, wasn't there? Oh yeah, it's just like what are your what are your imaginations? Mount Everest. What is your capability? The hill down the street. Like I, I too much to tackle for for this week. But um, I decided I went through a bunch of my old videos from a trip to Japan, and I had a couple hours worth of footage and um we went last year so i decided to make like a little 60 second uh little travel diary little video diary of our trip oh you totally changed the whole plan i completely changed the whole plan um but i did stick with the uh the the time limit 60 second film um and i think i passed the challenge i I made a film and i told a story without words of the things that we did um throughout our trip there Um, okay and i think so for this segment what we should do is we should just count down um you and i right now three two one kind of like that and you and I can watch the video. The listener can go to our Instagram page. Is that right? It'll be on. We'll have them on Instagram, um, and maybe also on YouTube. But we'll we'll let you know. Okay, we'll go to the the do it or else on Instagram. That's the easiest place to else. do it. At do it, at or, do else. it or else pod. Oh, that's what it is. It's got pod in it. Pod. At yep, do yep. it or else pod, and you can uh, watch this video with us. 
and we will be back. Does that sound good for you? Here we go. We're going to count it down, ladies and gentlemen. Three, two, one. Oh, man, that was great. You like that? What'd you think of it? That was really fun. Um, What was that dude making? That kind of like, it looked like he was making food. Oh, the, the, the guy working in the window with the, like the little pipette. Yeah. What was he doing? He was making like this Japanese peanut brittle almost. And like he would, um, he takes the, this little pipette full of batter, lays it out across his little flat iron. And then what you don't see is he takes a whole bunch of peanuts and throws them over the top and they stick and, um, he shakes off the rest and then he mashes another steel plate over the top and cooks it. And it turns into like a nice little peanut brittle almost. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and the geisha, <laughs> I got to ask about the geisha. She like walks past you guys in one little bit there towards the end. Is that like, were you like a theme park or are in Japan are geishas like a real common occurrence? So that was when we visited Kyoto and that is the more, that used to be the capital of Japan. Yeah, the shogunate was based in Kyoto, right? Mm-hmm, and it was more traditional out there. So there are a bunch of sake districts out there, a bunch of shrines, and the geisha is um, a still honored profession. So the geisha is like a very traditional host. They serve you tea, they're musicians, they're poets, you know, they, they, they entertain guests and you oh. know if you wanted to have a, a geisha experience you could have dinner with a geisha and they would uh serve you your meal and did you guys do anything and, like that um we kind of did something like that um we went to a, a little japanese bed and breakfast but it wasn't a geisha we got served food at our hotel like a private meal but not a geisha experience we only saw them on the street or in taxis you know um it was, it was very interesting. It was a beautiful, beautiful time there. Um, and this little 60-second clip, um, I'm going to make a longer video, and we'll share that. So think of this okay. as the trailer. I made a trailer. Yeah, this is great. Uh, I recognized a dude from your wedding who I had, like, such a great time with, uh, Joel, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's Joel and Taryn. They were our travel buddies on that trip. Yeah, on the way to your wedding a couple years ago, I think we were, I guess I was single at the time when you got married, but uh, I sat next to... Joel right on the bus? Yeah, I rode on the bus bus with Joel, and like, dude, I just really like that dude. He's awesome. He's a super, super nice guy, and he owns and runs an amazing pawn shop in Atlanta, Dynasty Pawn, if you were uh, looking to find your special someone. He lives in Atlanta? He lives in Atlanta, and Dynasty Pawn is in Atlanta. And if you're looking for any jewelry, you can go get some high-quality jewelry that's going to be cheaper than the old Shane's or I'm Tom Shane or D. Gallery and Son. Okay, what's the place called again? Dynasty Pawn. Dynasty Pawn. Okay, I'm yeah. going to go there. I'm gonna like go see the, jo- I like, like that the, guy, so I'm going to go see him. Go check him out. You can get a, I don't know, a Michael Jordan jersey. You can get the jockstrap of Muhammad Ali. You get all sorts of stuff at Dynasty Pond. Nice. But um, only the top quality. Back to your video. What was what was that song? Did you make that music? I did not make that music. That music came from a YouTube channel um, that just specializes in lo-fi hip-hop beats. And 
this hip hop beat used audio from the TV show Cowboy Bebop, which is a Japanese anime. So I thought it was very fitting, um, and I love the show Cowboy Bebop, and the the music just felt right to me. So I used it. Well, it's great. I'm excited to see the uh, the longer version. I can't wait to make that one. It was just so much fun, like looking through all that footage and like reliving those times and that week when we were in Japan. It was great. I had so much fun going through that footage. Sweet. I need to go to Japan. I'll go with you, but uh, (laughs) I want to. I want to see your movie. Let's watch your movie. Okay. uh, A little setup before we watch mine. Of course, same thing. We'll go to the Instagram page. Um, I've been making movies. Or little videos. I don't know what to call it. Like YouTube videos for the last couple months. I don't know why, but I just really, really like YouTube. So I've started making videos. So this was fun because all my other videos so far are like I make a beatbox loop song. And then I set some sort of story over the top of that. And this was a fun little experiment in trying and create some narrative it's funny that you like your original idea was writer's block um that's essentially the subject of mine too which i'm wondering if it's like a little too basic Uh, like i don't know i'm not saying you're basic of course i'm just saying if we had the same idea is the idea just a bad idea i don't know but it's the it's the tale as old as time yeah i'm having a little self-doubt about it but uh let's do the same thing We'll do a countdown, three, two, one. You go watch the video. We'll be right here. If you don't want to watch it, you can watch it later. But it's on our Instagram page. It's the one of the guy who is me uh, sleeping in the bed. That's where it starts. <laughs> okay. Starts off with the guy in bed. Classic. Three, two, one. <laughs> Ryan, I love that. That was so good. Pretty pretty silly, right? It was it was simple and it was perfect. It's it's a uh, it's a little long and I like that. Yeah, man, I cheated. I made it 2 minutes long. I could not figure out I so I I had the idea the day before and then I filmed it and then I tried to cut it down to 60 seconds. I just I I cut a lot out. There was a there was a whole uh, bathroom scene that just got completely removed. I just anything that's in there, I I felt like had to be in there. What wound up on the cutting room floor? There was a um, when I walk into the restroom in the beginning, I I go pee, and then there's oh, a that scene, could take like two minutes. There's a scene of my naked ass uh, getting into the shower. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, it's funny. Like, the edit I made of it is funny. But I was like, ah, I can't put my butt on Instagram. It'll get taken off or I don't know. So that's just for me and Courtney. We can watch the You don't think the wait version a with my butt. Hard stop. You don't think you could get away with a little butt cheek on Instagram? There are women that make their whole living off showing their butt. Yeah, but they have clothes technically on their on their bodies so it was just going to be my naked butt crawling into the shower it's art though yeah it's It's art art. yeah exactly if nobody reported us it would be fine but also i i don't know how comfortable i I, i'm actually perfectly fine with people see my butt but uh 
you know, but, it's, but. May, but, but, but. Quit saying but. <laughs> okay. My arse. Um, so, but yeah, so the whole video is the same premise as yours where it's like writer's block. I can't, I forgot that I had to make a video. Um, but I didn't make that story. Yeah, I actually did it, you know, cause I you made, made the story. Yeah. I stepped up. Like you stuck with your original plan. That's great. No, my original plan was this whole comedy skit, uh, oh, that really? I didn't have time to film, um, that I was working on with a uh, friend of the show, Andrew. Um, and hopefully we that'll gotta be... have that guy on. We got, yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of like a big deal. He's like a local celebrity. He comes up in every episode, doesn't he? He he's, he, he's as famous as Zeus in Greece. <laughs> exactly. Well, the honest truth is I have, yeah, I'm a guy in his thirties. I have like three friends. Like I, <laughs> I know I have other friends, but just like that I actually see and do anything with like three, I have three friends. Yeah. Like, and I'm not even in there cause I never see you. I saw you yesterday, though. Oh, yeah. Other than that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, um, yeah, so there's this comedy skit with him. Hopefully that gets made one day. Um, You guys pressure Andrew Klein to release the comedy skit. That's that's what, if anything comes out of this episode, hashtag release the skit, I think totally should come out. Yeah. Hashtag I know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's an inside joke, people. Hopefully, Andrew lets you know what it is. Um, so that's the videos. Do you want to go ahead and rate them? Let's get into the custom rating scale. Oh, let's do it. Every week on our show, we create a custom rating scale. To rate our challenge. Uh, This week was the 62nd film. Or the 62nd video. 62nd video. And I thought of a lot of complicated scales. Like you had done in the past. All based on movies. But I settled on the simplest of scales. The classic Siskel and Ebert. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Ooh. I love it. I love it. So, Dustin, uh, real quick, let me, let me, there we go. Uh, let me know this challenge. Make a 60-second film your challenge. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Two thumbs way up, and I got my big toes up in my shoes. Oh, my goodness. You loved it. Mm-hmm. I love this. This was the best. I mean, I bet we'll have another challenge that's more fun to do, to actually do, but I really enjoyed it going through the footage of our trip to Japan and picking out the scenes that I like the most, putting them together, putting music together, and you know, sharing it with the audience and sending it to my friends Taryn and Joel, um, so that they can see it and be reminded of our fun trip. It was it was great. I loved everything about it. Good. I'm glad you liked it. Good. Now I want to know what you thought of it. Oh, you want to know what I think? I want to see what you do. I'll tell you what I think. You better tell me what you think. I give this, so you gave it two thumbs up and a, and a big toe. I give this uh, one thumb up. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I recommend people do it. It was a little stressful coming up with a story for the video, which you didn't have to do because the story just happened, but I actually had to actually come up with a story, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not to, not to like, drag you, but I know you came up with a story, but then you didn't actually make it. 
I actually right. had to do it. Um, actually doing it was fun. Um, is a little embarrassing. I think I'm not an actor. I'm a drummer. <laughs> like it's not my job to be in front of the camera quite like that. So I was a little embarrassed to like dance and stuff. Oh, you know what? I should mention the dance at the end of the, the video. Thank you to Nicholas Malice of uh, Nicholas Malice in Athens, the great musician and great friend, uh, for the use of his song "Dress Me Up Like Grandma" again that I used at the end of my movie. I forgot to put that in there. I love that sound. I mean, yeah. sound. Yeah, it's good sound. Yeah, it's sound. It's good I like sounds. Those. He's got a whole album of good sounds. Go check it out. Artificial. It's off the record. Artificial irrelevance. I think it's called. A really terrific album and a really terrific show. If you guys haven't gone and seen Nicholas Malice, he's probably coming to your town soon. The dude is great. Uh, highly, highly recommend. But as far as the challenge, totally recommend. Really enjoyed it. Had a good time. One thumbs up. And we both recommend that you try this challenge and send it to us. We want to see it. We want yeah. to see your videos. Please. Um, send them to the Instagram, slip into the DMs, or just like tag us in the video if you make one. Or if you do any of the challenges, we're super interested. Dustin, where can they find our Instagram? Oh, you can find us at Do It Or Else Pod on Instagram. We're on Twitter too, but I think we should just shutter that. We only follow ourselves <laughs> and we're not using it. <laughs> so we'll leave it up. We'll leave it up through this week. If anything happens on the Twitter, yeah. Yeah, you guys can save it, but it's heads on the chopping mm -hmm. block because mm -hmm. what is I I don't use I go on Twitter, but I don't like use Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. If this audience, if the audience for this show wants this to be a Twitter show, let us know. If not, it's getting the axe at the end of this week. We'll let you know in the next episode if the Twitter survives. The choice is yours and yours alone. You could. Why would you shoot a man before throwing him from a? What is it? Perhaps. Brain? He's wondering why someone would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. That's a great bane. Hang on, I need to talk into a cup. Let me let me finish my rosé real quick, and okay. I'll try it one more time for the audience. Um, I'm drinking a Trader Joe's rosé. Um, it's very nice. Um, does it work in a cup? Does this? This is okay. this is bane right here. Perhaps he's wondering why someone would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. 10 out of 10. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. Great job, man. So, yeah, save the, uh, save the, what is it, Twitter if you want to. Or not, just let it die. Who cares? Yeah, so rate it and review us on podcast apps that you're listening to this on. If that's possible, give us a five star. Give us a review. We got some really lovely reviews this week that we, like, really appreciate, guys. Yeah, thank you so much to Kristen for reminding us of one of our first challenges. Remember when... Oh, yeah, Miss Mc... Uh, well, she used to be McBride, she's a, but yeah. She's no longer Kristen McBride. She's Kristen no. Lolly, Lawler. I'm sorry, Kristen. I love you. And I like your husband, too. He's a really lovely he's guy. He's a great guy. She reminded us of... I hope his, I hope his toy cars are going well. <laughs> he, like, plays with, like, racetrack, or at least he used to. I don't know. It seems fun. It's like a hobby. I don't know. I think that's the greatest hobby ever. And Yeah. I, what did she remind us of? I think we should try to uh, work a challenge in where we build our own race car yeah. and race him. Oh, I would love to. Uh, Kristen's husband. I can't remember your name, dude. I've only met you at a couple weddings. But whatever those racetrack things are, please let us know. That that was. I want to do that. 
Is those, are those the ones where you have like a little remote control trigger and you control the speed? I think so. Oh yeah, dude. Get That's in touch the vibe with I us. Got. Get yeah. in touch. We want to. Yeah. Wherever you live now, if you live in Louisiana or you live in Maine, we don't care. They're in Savannah. Oh, they're in Savannah. Easy peasy. Yeah. Lemon squeeze. We're taking this show on the road. Yeah. <laughs> but she told us. She reminded us of when we tried to. I think it was for like a. $15 gift card or something to Blockbuster and we chugged maple syrup. We had to chug a bottle. It was like a Super Troopers challenge at a like Taste of Alpharetta. I, I don't remember this. So you and I each our own bottle of maple syrup we each chugged? Yeah. You beat me. Did, I didn't did, finish it. I threw up. Did I win? You win. I, I did not oh. finish it. I threw up. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Was, I can't believe I... Maybe I had like light syrup or something. Maybe there was like a well, we didn't pick the syrup. We didn't did pick that. the syrup. It was like, it was like Star ninety four, a, a a dead radio station from Atlanta, oh. had like a tent or something. Stephen Vicky, Stephen in the morning, Vicky. made us drink syrup. Oh man. <laughs> well, well, we're the Stephen Vicky now. Okay, yeah, yeah. we got our own fake radio show. Mm-hmm. We don't oh, need God. Clear Channel. Well, thank you for the review, Kristen. And we got some good uh, suggestions for episodes, and I think we're going to do some of them, but keep them coming. Thank you very much. Um, And I am looking forward to the next topic. Oh, is it time to pick the new topic? Pick the new topic, baby. Yeah, so I guess next week it's my job, right? I think it's time for you to pick a challenge. Okay, man, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to do something really, really difficult. Are you ready? Uh, uh, yeah, you always pick hard ones. All right, well, here it is. Next week, we need to eat one single bowl of Kellogg's cornflakes. Oh, one that's time. like, that's so hard. Yeah, that's man. like the, the oldest person's cereal. That's like the cereal for the oldest of old people. <laughs> yeah. So let's see if you can do it. Oh. You have to eat one okay. bowl of Kellogg's cornflakes one All time. All right, I'm, I guess you could have picked grape nuts or yeah, I could something. Have. Like, what's yeah. the oldest person's cereal? I can't even think of that. I immediately think of cornflakes. That's the one. So you can follow us. Enjoy this week's challenge. Get yourself some cereal. Follow us at Do It or Else Pod at Instagram. You can also yep. send us a snail mail account, right? Well, not snail mail. Snail mail is mail through, like, the actual mail. You're talking about email. What's mail? That's snail mail. Regular mail is called snail mail. You're ta- you, you've you been saying this, but email is just called email. No, I think you're mistaken. <laughs> okay, everybody send us an Instagram of whether or not snail mail is regular mail or email. <laughs> Dustin thinks it's email. Do it or else pod at gmail.com. That's, That's right. our snail mail box. Um, <laughs> we'll get it there. Snail mail implies slow. Oh, whatever. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. I love you. Cheers. Cheers.